بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وانقيس بن ابي حازم قال دخلنا على خباب بن ارت رضي الله تعالى عنه نعوده وقد اكتوى سبع كيات فقال ان اصحاب الذين سلفوا مضوا ولم تنقصهم الدنيا وانا اصبنا ما لا نجد موضعا الا التراب ولولا ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم نهانا ان ندعو بالموت لدعوت به ثم اتيناه مره اخرى وهو يبني حائضا له فقال ان المسلم لا يؤجر في كل شيء ينفقه الا في شيء يجعله في هذا التراب متفق عليه وهذا لفظ روايه البخاري قيس بن ابي حازم رحمه الله الجريد تابعي famous tabi'i he narrates that we entered upon Khabbab bin Arat radiyallahu ta'ala anhu whilst he was extremely ill visiting him he had in fact been cauterized in seven places whilst with him the following conversation transpired where Khabbab bin Arat radiyallahu ta'ala anhu mentioned he said verily our companions that had passed referring to the others that were the predecessors in Islam. They passed away and they left this world and in no way did this dunya or this world diminish in the tremendous rewards which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised them. As we mentioned yesterday, what he referred to was that the fact that they gave the qurmani and sacrifice in the early stages of Islam and they did not see the period of what we call futuhat and victories and when wealth poured upon the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the inference, وَلَمْ تَنْقُصْهُمُ dunya that the world did not in any way diminish from the rewards. In other words, they did not receive anything back in the dunya for their qurbani and sacrifice. And kamil, complete, they will receive everything in the hereafter. However, it was the feeling of Khabbab bin Arad radiallahu ta'ala anhu as he goes on to say, وَإِنَّا أَصَبْنَا مَا لَا نَجِدُ مَوْضِعًا إِلَّا التراب. However, we, that is those that remain alive, we have received of this world that which we can find no other place besides the sand. As we mentioned yesterday, ulama kiram have given two meanings to this expression. One is, that it was a practice at that time that they would bury their surplus wealth beneath the ground as a means of protection from thieves, etc. And it was mentioned that this is permissible provided that the wealth that is buried is such that the shari'i obligations of it have been discharged. One is that it was acquired in halal manner and secondly the zakat, etc. on it had been discharged. The second explanation, which is supported by the meaning of the latter part of the hadith, وَإِنَّا أَصَبْنَا مَا لَا نَجِدُ مَوْضِعًا إِلَّا التراب. <coughs> We have received of this world that which we can find no other place besides this sand. In other words, this refers to having used whatever surplus wealth they had in construction, in putting up buildings, etc., Khabbab bin Arad radiallahu ta'ala goes on to say 
And it is this section of the hadith or this incident why Imam Nawi rahimahullah has introduced this particular hadith in the chapter Karahiyatu Karahatu Tamanna al the chapter which deals with the prohibition of desiring death, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah must take us away from this world because of hardships or difficulties that one experiences in this world. He says, وَلَوْلَا أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ نَهَانَا أَن نَدْعَ بِالْمَوْتِ لَدَعُوتُ بِهِ If Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had not prohibited us from making dua for death, I would have made dua to Allah that Allah must take me away, that Allah must bring about my death early. However, he says that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam prohibited us from this. And we see in the previous riwayats, clear prohibition in shariat. Where Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا يَتَمَنَّيَنَّ أَحَدُكُمُ الْمَوْتِ That no one of you desire death. Or ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for moth and death. لِذُرِّنْ أَصَابَهُ Because of hardships or difficulties that have befallen you. So Khabbab bin Arad radiallahu ta'ala says, If Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had not prohibited us, I would have definitely made dua to Allah ta'ala for death. What is the reason? Is that... Many amongst the Sahaba felt that them remaining alive after having given the initial qurbani and sacrifice, they felt that in the early stages of Islam, their qurbani and sacrifice caused them to become elevated in the eyes of Allah and His Rasul ﷺ. They earned great reward. Then came the period of victories wherein they received great wealth. They felt somehow or the other, this involvement in the dunya wiped away the great reward which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had promised them in akhirah. To such an extent that Khabbab says, I wish Allah had taken me away. Now normally, nowadays, when we look at this prohibition where a person prematurely makes dua that Allah gives him moat or death is why? Because he can't take the hardships, he can't take the difficulties in this world. This Sahabi is saying, if Nabi Islam had not prohibited me, I would have made dua for moth. Why? So that I do not receive the wealth of dunya. And because his wealth was now being used in putting up buildings or structures, in other words, unnecessary land expansion, unnecessary worldly expansion, he felt that this was destroying his akhirat. So this is why he says, I would have made dua to Allah that Allah take me away. And as I said, this meaning is supported because we find in the riwayat of Tirmizi Sharif, in the riwayat of Tirmizi Sharif, Khabbab radiallahu ta'ala goes on to say, لَقَدْ رَأَيْتُنِي مَعَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ لَا أَمْلِكُ دِرْهَمًا He says, I can see myself. We were with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لَقَدْ رَأَيْتُنِي مَعَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ I can see myself with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In other words, in the early stages of my life. La amliku dirhaman. I didn't have one penny to my name. I didn't have one dirham to my name. Wa inna fi janibi baytil an. Right now in my house I have 40,000 dirhams. So in other words, great wealth came in the latter part of his life. And he remonstrated with himself. I wish Allah had taken me away. I would have made dua for more than death if it were not for the fact that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prohibited us. In fact, in that riwayat of Tirmizi Sharif, he goes on to say, referring to the previous companions that had passed away in poverty, in hardship, he gives the example 
of Sayyidu Shuhada, the leader, or the Imam of the martyrs, Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu, where Khabbab bin Arad radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, I saw myself with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I didn't own a single dirham. Today in my house there are 40, there's 40,000 dirhams. And he says, look at my companions of the past, Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu. When he became martyr in Uhud, there wasn't even sufficient cloth to cover his body. If his head was covered, then the feet was exposed. And if the feet was covered, then the head was exposed. So the head was covered and izkhir leaves were used to cover the feet. This is mentioned about Musa bin Umair radiallahu ta'ala also. So these are the companions that Khabab radiallahu ta'ala is referring to because as we mentioned yesterday, he was amongst the eminent sahaba that accepted Islam in the very early stages. In fact, he's counted amongst the sixth or the seventh person to have accepted Islam. And great difficulty, great hardship. He was tortured mercilessly in the initial stages of Islam. But Sahaba viewed this as a means where Allah Ta'ala elevated in them in the hereafter. And they had nothing of this world. When the wealth came, rather than like you and I becoming elated, feel we are successful, now we've achieved something, Sahaba felt that this wealth had polluted or diluted the great reward which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised them. This is why he says that if Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had not prohibited me from desiring death and making dua to Allah for death, I would have definitely made dua for this. So that I could be taken away from this world before this period of victories and wealth, where now this wealth is diluting the reward which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised in the hereafter. Then, Qais bin Abi Hazim rahimahullah goes on to say, ثُمَّ أَتَيْنَاهُ مَرَةً أُخْرَى Then later on we went to visit Khabbab bin Arat radiallahu ta'ala on another occasion. This time he had recovered from whatever sickness he was experiencing at that time. So he says, what was he engaged in? وَهُوَ يَبْنِ حَائِطًا لَهُ He was busy building or he was busy putting up a wall. In other words, engaged in some form of construction. Fakal, when he saw us, he was engaged in his activity, so he addressed us. Inna al-Muslim la yu'jaru fi kulli shayin yunfiquhu. Allah will reward a Muslim for every spending that he does, referring to spending in charity, spending in good works, spending in assisting others, spending in ways which draw reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says, a Muslim will be rewarded in everything yunfiqu that he spends illa fi shay'in yaj'aluhu fi turab except except that section of his wealth which is spent in the sand in other words in unnecessary construction as Imam said Khan sahab rahimahullah used to mention the riwayat that when a person is putting up big big buildings by the time he reaches seven hand spans length, in other words, seven foot high. He says, he mentions the riwayat that the malaika addressed that person, ila aina ya fasiq. That, oh fasiq, how much higher are you going to go? How much more are you going to spend on unnecessary construction? Normally we view this as a means of expansion of wealth. However, we find according to riwayat, the sahabi is saying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for whatever you spend. Allah will reward you for whatever you spend except that section of your wealth which is spent in unnecessary construction. When a person has to do construction 
or a person has to spend his wealth in property or in buildings, it has to be necessary, something that is of necessity or something that is of benefit, not extravagance, not wastage. Today we find, it, in fact, it is the sign of Qiyamat. It is a sign of Qurbu Sa'a, famous hadith of, the, uh, of what is referred to as hadith Jibril, where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi was approached by Jibril in a human form. Sahaba were present. It's a lengthy hadith. We discussed it previously. But the same subject matter is found in that hadith also, where Jibril asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa the question, Matasa'a, that Ya Rasulullah, when is Qiyamat coming? So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Mal masulu anha bi alam min al-sail. The one who is asking, the one who is asking and the one who is being questioned, both of us don't know any more about this matter. In other words, only Allah knows when is Qiyamah. So he said, Akhbirni ana maratiha. What are the signs? How will we know that Qiyamah is near, is near? So one of the signs at that time which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned, that you will see hufatan uratan, riaya shah. In other words, the poor people, the shepherds, the people of the Middle Eastern world, the shepherds or the people of the land, the simple Arabs, fil bunyan. when you see them competing with one another in putting up tall, tall structures, when you see them competing with one another in putting up big, big buildings, who's going to put up the highest building? Unnecessary construction. When Nabi Islam says, when this becomes their primary occupation, and you actually see them competing with one another in this, then you must know that Qiyamah is very, very near. A Muslim, our life is temporary in this world. This world is our preparation for Akhirat. So whatever worldly activities we engage in has to be with our Akhirat in front, not where the dunya becomes the objective. So we find that, just to reiterate or to complete this riwayat, Qais bin Abi Hazim says that on the second occasion when we visited Khabbab bin Arat radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he was engaged in constructing a wall and he cautioned us and said to us that whatever you spend on construction, putting up walls, putting up buildings, beautifying or decorating whatever you own of this dunya, Allah will reward you in it if it is necessary, except that which is wasteful or unnecessary, there will be no reward and no recompense and no return for this in the akhirat.